Okay, so making encounters in D&D, that can be kind of hard to do. With all the different stuff you have to do, you have to make it interesting, you can't just be stabbing, just like stabbing, you have to have interesting stuff, it's kind of hard to do. So, what is a simple way to make a D&D encounter? Uh, today I'm here to show you. So, for the first kind of, for the first kind of thing you have to do is... Folk, I like to focus them around like a monster or a concept. For today, I'm going to do monsters. So, right in front of me, I have a list of monsters. I'm going to roll three d20s. And whatever monster I get, I'm going to have to, uh... I'm going to have to make an encounter based around it. So, I got a... 15, 13, 46. Okay, hold one, two. Sorry, this might take a bit. One. Okay, so each page is 20, so go to page two. Go to train, go up six. Okay, so I am making an encounter based on the Berserker monster. The Berserker monster is a medium humanoid of any race or any chaotic alignment. They gain advantage on all melee weapon attack rolls during that turn, but attack rolls against have advantage. So it has a reckless attack, it has a great axe that has. Uh, there's a plus 5 to hit and a plus 3 slashing damage. Its strength is a plus 3, dex plus 1, con plus 3, intelligence minus 1, wisdom plus 0, charisma minus 1. 67 hit points with a hit dice of 98 plus 27 and an armor class of 13 with hide armor. It's challenge rating 2. There's a plus 2 proficiency and it's proficient with 1 language. Okay. So I'd make an encounter based on this monster. So that's my monster, the Berserker. Now you have to think, why is this encounter happening? This is, say, for example, I was doing a giant eagles. Say, like, the party stumbled upon, like, during an adventure, they stumbled upon the hunting grounds of the eagles, and they had to fight them off. That would be a reason for the encounter to happen. Like, for these Berserkers, I am going to say that the t party was tasked by an NPC to go free a building from the, uh, go free a building from the reign of the evil barbarian clan overlords that are ruling it or have a or staking out at it so this NPC would offer them a reward which I can, I'll just randomly select the items okay so we have our monster the berserker basically an NPC in town will say like say the library the library is been taken over by a barbarian clan and he's tasking the party to take it back that's a good encounter base now what we need is we need to uh, come up with a 
we need to come up with uh, the actual encounter. You see, you have to make encounters interesting. Like, a good story is interesting, but at the end of the day, if it's just rolling dice, like, sure, that's what D&D is about, but you always want to have, uh, always want to have, like, something interesting happening. Say, like, if I was doing a fire thing, you would have, like, lava geysers spraying out every couple rounds that would be cool that's cool so um i'm gonna so i'm gonna say when the party walks in there'd be three berserkers in the main area of the library the library would be a big open space but like up on the top kind of near closer to the roof there's balconies overlooking it with a successful, um, what, no, if, um, any player's passive perception beats a 14, let's say, they'll be able to see, um, another four berserkers on the top balcony preparing an ambush. So, that, anyway, so if the players see that, they could call out and then the berserkers will jump down. If they do not see the berserkers the berserkers will, um, like, let's say, roll a d4, roll, roll d4, no, just, screw it, just after, after the first, like, rotation, after the first round, so once the first round of combat is done, the berserkers will jump down in the combat, they will get a surprise round, and, uh, they'll be able to attack the party, so that's kind of our thing. So now we have the monster, the concept, something to make the combat interesting, but the thing is, we're not done making the combat interesting, because having some guys jump down isn't that interesting. So I'm going to say, once there are two berserkers remaining, one of them is going to run to the back, uh, both of them are going to run to the back of the library, one of them is going to run out is gonna one of them is gonna run out of the door and the other one is going to drink a potion and uh, and he is going to push some bookshelves down it's gonna get in the way of the door and then he's gonna fight 1v1 the party you see this potion that I had in mind is a potion of storm giant strength which would give this guy a plus 9 to strength, giving him a lot of attack damage on his rolls. I'm not exactly... He'd have a plus 9, so 1d12 plus 9. And you can kind of... You can always reflavor this. Like, if you want to use this encounter I'm describing, go right ahead. But, uh... There's always some fun potions you can use. Like, um, you don't even have to use a real potion. You could literally just give him, buff up his stats. Like, you don't, you don't have to give him a specific potion. I'd recommend it to keep it in game balance, but the sky's the limit, really, for what he drinks. Like, he could drink, like, ooh, you know what would be really cool? If the, uh, if the two bar, if the two berserkers ran to the back, and they dropped the bookshelves, and they both of them drank oils of etherealness. 
which basically they dump it on themselves and they gain the effect of the etherealness spell, which I'll now read out. You step into the border regions of the ethereal plane. During this time, you can move in any direction. If you move up or down, every foot of movement costs an extra foot. You can see in here the plane you originated from, but everything there looks gray and you can't see anything more than six feet away. While you're in the ethereal plane, you can only affect and be affected by other creatures on that plane. Creatures that aren't on the ethereal plane can't perceive you and can't interact with you unless a special ability or magic ability is given the ability to do so. You ignore all objects and effects so you can move through objects. Um, there's more to the spell, but that's the sum of it. That'd be super cool. Like, that'd be really cool. Like, if, like, these Berserkers is their final backup plan, toppled the bookshelves, and then went into the ethereal plane. That, that's cool. But the thing is, is I like making my encounters have a lot of stuff in them. I don't like the encounters, which just, we're gonna stab you. Like, I feel in some campaigns I'm guilty of making encounters that are just kind of like, you encounter a couple of enemies, roll initiative, nothing happens besides them attacking you. So, I'm going to say another cool thing that might be able to happen is in or is what if the barbar if the berserkers jump down from the balcony, a couple of people from on the balcony will splash potions of growth on them, making them bigger. And maybe it'll give them, like, a plus two to strength. Like. That would be kind of cool. I, I think that'd be really cool if, like, you're just fighting these guys. And if you fail your perception or your passive perception isn't good enough, all of a sudden potions rain from the top balcony. And everyone on the field grows bigger and can attack is stronger it could be as simple as them throwing potions of like healing down it doesn't have to be much your players like unless they're like do they like super complicated encounters and though they're like most players won't really have a problem with this most players won't really be like won't have a problem if the encounters are simple they just want to they just want to play D&D with their friends I mean, at least my players usually don't care. Another fun one would be if one of the uh, Berserkers, the final Berserker left, on his next turn, he would use his movement to run towards a trapdoor in the library and close it. If the party follows him down, he would, uh, you, they would see him getting into an apparatus of the crab, which is basically a crab mech. If you go on D&D Beyond, go in the Wondrous Items filter by basic rules, it's near the top. It's really cool. You can, like, grapple, you can hit people with the claws, and they would have to, they'd be stuck with the choice of, do we attempt to kill him, or do we run? Because he's going to stay there, but we would get items. Now, another thing with encounters is, what do you get out of it? You don't always have to have something like, say, a couple of, like, say, like, the giant eagle example. Say giant eagle just kind of swoops down. That doesn't really, you don't really need loot for that. That's just kind of something that happened. So, but a fun thing 
that um what is it a fun thing is um the uh, encounters that do give the party loot because magic items are some of my favorite things in this game they're just so fun to give your players just to see what they'll do with it anyways so i'm going to you i'm gonna roll my d20 17 9 11 37 okay and now i'm gonna randomly generate a magic item you don't have to randomly generate it it's just something i like to do Five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen. If they succeeded, they in the NPC would give them a brazier of commanding fire elements. You speak the item's command words and you can summon a fire elemental as if you had cast the conjure elemental spell. Okay, I have a good idea for this. I'm going to finalize this. So, you walk into a town. The blacksmith um has um the like maybe the blacksmith will uh, warn you about the berserkers in the library. If the party will succeed in it, he will give them his magical forge. And you see, the magical forge when the party gets it, is actually the Brazer of Commanding Fire Elementals. So, then, the party goes into the library, and if their passive perception does not be a 14, they will not see the ambushing berserkers above. There are four berserkers above. There are three berserkers in the main room. They go in the combat. Once the first round of combat is done, the other four berserkers jump down and they join the fight anyway another round another two roll d4 and how how like however more rounds it takes so if you roll two then in two more rounds um two more berserkers will come from the top and they will drop potions down it's your choice of what potion. Use your judgment to make sure you don't just instantly kill the party with this encounter. You can make them bigger. It could be potions of healing. It could be potions. Once the final berserker is left, he will use all of his movement to take the uh, dash action. And he will run to a trap door on the floor. And he will just go down. You see, if the party goes back after this, they will get their reward. But, if the party decides to follow him down, he will drink a potion of giant strength, and he will uh, start to attack the party. You see, if this berserker was affected by the enlarged potion, he cannot fit down. So, use your judgment with that. Once the, uh, once the party defeats him, they will get his uh, great axe, which won't be special, they could just loot him. They'll go back to the blacksmith, he'll thank them, he'll give them 10 gold pieces each, and the brazier of commanding fire elementals. That's how you make an encounter. Just like that. Pick a monster, pick a scenario, pick, pick a scenario and why the encounter's happening, pick some stuff to spice it up, and then finalize it. It's really that simple, and it's just... 
it just makes it so much more fun. It turns D&D less into just rolling dice and more into like thinking, okay, what's going to happen next? Because if you just throw a couple bandits at them in the street, which I've, I'm guilty of doing, and I almost team wiped my party, but if you just do that, then like, sure, it's fun the first time, but as you go on, your players are going to get sick of it. Unless they prefer simplicity, which then, um, which then they'll, they can talk to you about. But yeah, that's kind of it. Uh, hope you enjoyed.